Talking about your penis, by the way. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, weird. How can that be cute? I don't know much about it. You could it. put a little bow tie on it. <laughs> Happier times, gladder times, Jonathan. Is that a, is that a word? That's a word, right? Gladder? Probably. <laughs> anyway, yes. anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to Podtoid. It's the Thanksgiving special. It is? I don't have anything prepared for that. I didn't know. Give me a well, minute. We're just going to do something about... Your bum and turkeys again? No, 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 no. <laughs> Pretty much. We're not doing that stuff. Nobody Just likes give it Give me anymore. five minutes. Give me five minutes. I'll have something. Everyone doesn't like the bum stuff no more. You know, okay. what, you know what, though? It's a classic classic move and it's just like you know the charlie brown christmas special you still watch that shit every year it's the same thing yeah everyone loves a what's it tbs or whatever it is they'll show christmas story on a loop 24 hours constantly constantly i have somehow managed to never watch that movie i've watched bits of it uh never seen it all the way through it's it's got no cultural friction at all in um traction i should have said in the uk and, uh, I come I over here and yeah, everyone loves the shit out of it. And I've mm. seen, I've probably seen the whole film, but in different pieces at different times. So in my mind, it's like a Quentin Tarantino movie of just this non-linear sequence of events. Um, but it is the Thanksgiving special because we're recording the day before it. It is tomorrow, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. It is. So yeah, so this will go up on iTunes and RSS and all that bullshit tonight. On Destructoid, it'll be posted on Thanksgiving, on the, on the special day, on Jonathan Holmes' special day of Thanksgiving. What? So to celebrate, I thought we'd shove a turkey up your ass. <laughs> That's terrible. I, I'm so confused by any sort of anal play, <laughs> plays or moves. Like, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? Just like, oh, but now, you know, I just met you, but let's see how your butt smells. That'll be good. <laughs> Jonathan. No, you, people are like that. I hear about it all the time. They're, they're just people taking the chance <laughs> on how that butt's gonna taste. Like you don't know how you just <laughs> met them at the dance club. You don't know how clean it. Well, you know, it just soaked it up a little, put some jelly on there. No, you still don't know. Don't Who take the, the risk. Fuck, are you talking to? But where right. this is a th- where this is a regular thing in your life, but men go to clubs and just say, "Hey, I want to sniff your ass." And the hey, like, I just met you, and this is crazy. <laughs> but bend right over, your ass looks tasty. <laughs> wow, that was spontaneous. That was Connor. very I, good. I did not expect that. I didn't know you had such good vibrato either. That's quite good, Jonathan. Oh, yes. Can I sniff your ass then? <laughs> Oh, it I... seems to me. It seems to me that you. Um, it's it's the fact that it's a stranger that you brought that up. A stranger doing it. That's your biggest problem here. So we're friends. Uh, <laughs> so you should be fine with me just 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 pulling them apart and just having a little sniff. Pulling them apart? No, no. It's a uh, it, mm, <sighs> no, no. I'm I'm not. <laughs> 
okay with that. You will not be moved on this. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty strict. Pretty strict about it. On, on uh, anal ground, you are unmoved. <laughs> That's a shame. But um, no, no, no. This is. I've got a big Thanksgiving special planned. You do? Yeah. Uh, we've started early, so we can. I can spend a bit of time. I've got a Willem Dafoe movie pitch. Oh wow! Okay. Bringing them back after the last two, frankly, shoddy efforts. Um, aborted attempts. The last two because I realised they were going nowhere fast. I got a good feeling people... about this one. I'm trying to remember what was the last couple. There's the Bayonetta one and the. Um, there's one about a cop, wasn't there? There was the last one I tried was um, cock off. The, the <laughs> that one spiritual was... sequel to Face Off. And people didn't like that one. I thought that was went over pretty well. I don't know, Jonathan. I know. How do I we don't know? know? Who it's knows? Let's just give thanks. But speaking mm. of the Willem Dafoe movie pitches, I don't know if you've checked out the Wii U Miiverse and seen how that has pretty much taken over the <laughs> Rabbids Land forum in there. <laughs> I actually. Uh, that was the last thing I did on the Wii today was draw a couple more pictures of Willem Dafoe's and put in the Rabbids Meverse community. Um, yeah, it's decided, me and several others have decided to claim, because it's a better use for it, quite frankly, to claim the Rabbids Meverse community for acclaimed Hollywood actor Willem Dafoe. So we post, there's a guy in there, the turtle, I think his name is, he goes in there, he posts facts about Willem Dafoe. Um... You know, I've been drawing drawings. I did a, a rabid affo. Um, that wasn't my play on words, but I, I drew the picture. Today I drew him uh, just saying that he can taste your breakfast. <laughs> and, and I drew a close-up of his mouth. And someone else did a picture, I think, of iCarly um, with spiders all over her face. With, with Defoe brings spiders written next to it. Um, so if you are a listener of Podtoid and you love Willem Defoe, <laughs> who doesn't? Then Indeed. hop onto Meverse, the, the the hot social Wii U feature that everybody's talking about, if they're me. And and, and go in there and draw pictures and write about Willem Dafoe, but only in the Rabbids community. Don't do it anywhere else, because that would be tacky. Uh, just do it in the special... Keep on topic, please. Go to the Rabbids community and keep on topic of Willem Dafoe. And none of these have been modded yet by Nintendo's uh, administrators? <laughs> trying to... Uh, no? my, f- my first like, one was oh really like, just today it got removed me where I said this is now the Willem Dafoe <laughs> because let's face it that's a better use for it um, probably came across as a bit insulting so yeah. they uh, got rid of that one but so far everything else has remained all the drawings of Willem Dafoe that everyone's done the fantastic some of them are terrifyingly good I don't know how they manage it with a stylus uh, but very accurate. <laughs> the really? De- the detail. Every little wrinkle in his orcish face is is just there. Um, so there's some good stuff there. There's actually some fun stuff all over the Miiverse. It's become my favourite thing. Like, it's become- yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. It, it's, I, I was shocked. I thought it was going to be hokey and dumb and limited. But it's limitations in, you know, the 100-character format and or pictures makes it really kind of dynamic and interesting and fun to play with. Yep. And screenshots as well. Like um, you can upload screenshots. Yeah. Post. And people are doing that because you don't have to close the game to access Meverse. You just bring it up and then go back to the game. So people are taking screenshots or writing reactions as they play. And it's just cool. It's it's really nice to see 
to see it, and it, it's coming across really well. And yeah, it's become something of a ritual. Every time I turn the Wii on and before I turn it off, I have to go and have a look at Miiverse and see what's going on. It's really cool. Jonathan I'm doing Holmes, the same thing. Jonathan, mm-hmm. why aren't you checking out Miiverse? I can't yeah, wait. what's your what's your Nintendo ID so we can be friends? Yes, I tell don't us. have one yet. I do not. What? What did I tell you, Conrad? <laughs> what did what? I tell you? This I don't. Bloodite. Why not? <laughs> <sighs> uh, well, we did that uh, special pod toy on Sunday, and I'm sorry you weren't there, Conrad. It was pretty spontaneous. Um, oh, I, think I, I was the... probably setting up my Wii U while you guys were recording it. Actually. I, as was yeah, I. I. I didn't know no, you well... actually were getting one. You got it. Well, like, I hadn't, I hadn't planned on it, or you know, I was sort of on the fence sitting there, and then I went to the supermarket near my house just on a whim, thinking, you know what? I bet if anybody's got them in this city, it's them. And sure enough, they had a stack of basic models sitting there, and and I thought, well. I could skip it now. I don't really need the Wii U. I don't have a whole lot of justification for having one. But come January, February, March, I am going to have And I don't want to have to be hunting for one then if it does take off in the same way that the Wii did. Right. Uh, which I don't think is at all possible. But they'll just lower production numbers, and it'll seem that way. And then... <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty tough to call. At this point, it's certainly not a sellout success, I don't think, from what I've heard. People are bumping into them. I haven't heard of any people bumping into them actually since Monday. But as of Monday, I think Jonathan Ross on Destructoid just saw a bunch of them and bought them. So we'll see how it does. Uh, but yeah, I haven't used the Wii U really since Sunday because I had to go edit the video of the launch party. That uh, Andy and myself did, and that took five hours? That took forever, because I had to drive to get to where the editing bay is, and then the editing itself was exhausting, and then and then I fell asleep and had to go to day job, and then as soon as I got home, the Adventure Time game came in the mail, and I wanted to get the review done in time for the game's launch on Tuesday, but I did not due to exhaustion, and then I finished it last night, and then I got home from day job today, and I'm recording this. So it's been either editing video, day job, or playing a game for review. Well, I wanted since. you mm-hmm. to be my hundredth friend. Yeah? And now you're not. Oh. Chad Conselmo is now my hundredth friend. That's not bad, though. And that's upsetting me. I've, I've, <laughs> Can I've, you have more than a hundred friends? Or is that no, the no, that's the cap. Hundred friends. Oh. I've got 40 requests waiting. <laughs> and if I well, had... Probably three, mine. Mate, what, I'll have to. I was trying to recognize people by their me's, which is a terrible way to go about things. Um, trying to get people I know on because you know I wanted everyone on, you know, whether sure. they're just fans or listeners, viewers, readers, whatever. But it's clearly impossible. So I now have to be like, just feel like a shit and just start deleting people. I don't want to. I'm gonna I'm have. I'm glad to. that they have followers to an extent because that allows you another way. You know, people don't have to be your friend. You can still find them through your followers if you need to. It's like a separate list from your profile, and so I appreciate that that's there. But I do wish that the the cap was higher for it friends. It shouldn't have to be necessary. It's well, no, it shouldn't. And it's the same thing with Xbox Live. I I, I don't understand why. You know, ten years into the existence of the service, service celebrated its tenth anniversary, and we can still only have a hundred friends. It blows yeah. my mind. It's bullshit. It's just this holdover. This 
I don't know what it is, this fear of ever changing things. It's like, mm. oh, it's 100 once. That means it is now 100 all the time. Thank you. Uh, I don't get it, but that's annoying me. Um, I wonder it, how. Do you think Facebook would have taken off if you can just have 100 friends? MySpace? It would, Probably not. It would be huh? ridiculous. It would be anarchy, Jonathan. <laughs> it would be chaos in the streets. If Facebook <laughs> only allowed 100 friends, people would burn. <laughs> It just doesn't. I mean, it, it sounds to me like Meverse is trying and succeeding for the most part to be kind of a Twitter or Facebook in your video game console. That's uh, that's kind of the other side. Of yeah. What the internet has done for easing communication. On one end, there's voice chat, which is too intimate for a lot of people, and then and on the reverse end is just a hundred character quick talk with with people to feel connected, but not have to engage too deeply. Um, it's kind of getting the best of both yeah. worlds. Uh, but to, to, they might as well go all the way and allow you to have tons and tons of friends and to, you know, can you post videos or anything yet in Meverse? That'll probably be the next step. No, not so far. Um, you do yeah. screenshots and draw your little drawings. But yeah, so just a blanket apology to anyone if they don't get added or I have to delete people to make room for, you know, people I know in real life and, and work with and, and everything. I do have to get some of those on. You know, if I had my way, I'd have everyone on, but I can't do it. Uh, because of the Nazis, Jonathan. <laughs> because because of the Third Reich. Because of Obama's socialist America. Nuts in Tendo. Nuts in Tendo? Nuts in Tendo. Wow. Nuts in Yeah. <laughs> wow. Reggie Fritzel me. <laughs> mm. That was uh, really racist. Kaiser uh, Phil's Amy. Yeah, Whoa. that's quite good. Um, so it's the season of thanks. Yes, <laughs> it's the Let harvest season. Let us give. Oh, I don't. Hang on. Before we get away from the Wii U, uh, mm. because I, I feel that's coming, and we'll never make it back there again. <laughs> I, the thing that has really struck me about it. And, and, and the, the revelation that I've had is I've been thinking about the Wii U entirely wrong. I was viewing it as Nintendo has promoted it as the successor to the Wii. You know, it's the next evolution of the Wii. It's the, the, that home console experience. But it, it's not, as far as I can see. It's really more an expansion of the concepts of the DS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And totally that, that's what I'm really loving about the console is that it gives it a fresh optimism <laughs> because yeah, the huh. DS was so great and there were so many possibilities opened up and so with the dual screen idea being applied to the television in the home environment I just it, it it's given me a whole new justification for having spent all this fucking money <laughs> I agree because it was I wasn't really using the stylus for a lot of stuff and then when the online came on and I started using it to check out the eShop and Meverse, that's when it clicked. It was like, this is very DS-like. And mm. and I kind of like that because, as you say, the DS, very fine system. Um, and I really like the idea that they could turn that into a home console thing. And as I said in, when we reviewed the hardware, I wish it all the best. I hope it works. I, I don't want to see this one fail because I believe in it so much. Like It's got problems, definitely, and there's been... I mean, I'm worried about the third-party stuff, just seeing how jaggy and, and, and 
the, the frame rate issues that the games are having. I'm hoping it's just shitty ports um, and nothing else. I certainly, New Super Mario Bros. U looks fantastic on it, so I'm mm-hmm. guessing it's it's rushed port jobs. Um, we'll have to see what the How next did, wave uh, brings. Uh, as, as much as you didn't enjoy the game, Ninja Gaiden didn't look too much worse than the 360 version, did it? Not okay. so bad. Um, that was... That looked wrong for a variety of other yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah, and Tekken uh, Tag 2 looks pretty good. I think it depends on how much the developers really give it a shot and what their coding techniques were in the first place. That's what I'm hearing anyway. But you're right, the Metro Last Light guys did kind of give it a bash, sounds like. Yeah, they call it a, said it had a horrible, slow CPU. Yeah, it's the opposite of what you hear from... Uh, it's Virgil, Vigil, who makes uh, Darksiders again? Vigil, yeah. Darksiders, Gearbox, we were all praising it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it might just be a matter of taste. Well, we'll see. But uh, to go off what Conrad said, I'm really hoping that a lot of DS games that never really had a chance to survive because they hit the DS when piracy was really at its peak make their way to the Wii U eShop or the or the 3DS at this point because there I've just uh, been talking a way forward uh homes every Sunday and they made so many great DS games that just never had a chance to sell because uh, the only people that would buy them were also the people who were pirating like Aliens uh, Infestation which you I think reviewed right Jim mm-hmm. yeah we talked to the um, the director on that this Sunday and that would be a great little eShop game for like five bucks or eight bucks or something. I'd play that in a second on either the 3DS or the, um, or the Wii U. So yeah, let's hope that they really do treat it like a sequel to the DS and actually port those third-party DS games over that just couldn't survive the piracy-dominated market. Jesus. That would be fun. Jonathan, <laughs> your connection is the worst. I was really? just going to say something, too. Oh, no! You're, you're oh, like that... flitting in and out. Really? Yeah, and normally I'd like that. <laughs> but how, in this how am I now? It's just uh No, is it bad? I don't know, you have to say everything that you just said about aliens and the DS and everything. Just say all of that again. <laughs> and then we'll compare just, the two. Yeah. I'll have to do a side by side. I'll get the guys from Digital I... Foundry to have a listen. <laughs> I feel terrible. I took too long to say it anyway. What I should have just said is it would be great if all those DS games didn't sell that well because a piracy came out in the Wii U now. Or what, the 3DS. Whatever you did, that worked. I'm closing things. Close I'm, things. I'm, I closed them. <laughs> Close things, but not your legs. <laughs> i got to apologize to all the listeners. I always think I do good, but then I, I'm bad. You don't uh, have to apologize because they've all stopped listening. <laughs> Do I sound okay now? I'm just gonna fix everything. It seems to be fine. Oh, wow. It Where? seems to be fine. It's clearly things are conflicting on that. I, I at this rate, Jonathan, I refuse to call it a computer. I <laughs> I'm guessing you've got a cardboard box full of hornets. <laughs> <laughs> well and you just got this one in the last several months, right? Like, From the who? From who? Was it traded for magic beans? <laughs> I bought it last year, I think. It's good. Works good. The pewter. Oh, because you got it. You got it in the time we've done Sup Homes, and we only started that in February. You got it this year. 
no, no, I sure. no. I still have my ScrewAttack.com This Game Rocks Award thing attached to it from E3 of last year. Okay. That was nice of them to stick that on there. This is Craig. Stuttering <laughs> Craig. He's a good guy. Boy, is he tall. You guys seen him? He's a tall him? man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a big guy. Met him a few times. He's a cool, cool dude. Yeah, he's easy to like. You just start liking him on yeah. site. Yeah. I like him. Oh, dear. What a what a week it's been on Destructoid. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell me about it. Tell me about the week. A lot of content going up. Um, reviewed everything in the world. <laughs> and we stuff. We had Hitman Absolution review go up, which Conrad did. It was um, 8.5, did you give it? I did. Yeah. Um, team really taken. That game's gotten very mixed re- uh, reactions. Uh, yeah, I don't... Um, I don't know. There's a number of things about the game that if you are a Hitman purist, you could easily complain about. Mm. Uh, now, they have a whole difficulty setting called Purist. Go play that. <laughs> so it, it's too easy for people who've been playing it, the series for a while? It's a little too easy, and it's, it's, a little, it's too linear, I think, for a lot of people. They tried to sort of meet a middle ground where you have a number of these big showcase stages that you get to sort of inhabit and explore and find all these different options and take your time in, uh, mixed in with a bunch of uh, more linear, like, get to this point, get to this point pass through the environment stages and there is even one encounter that is uh, like combat is required you have to go into a gunfight and like locks you into the special shooting mode for it to Mm. be all dramatic and that's yeah there's a few of those things that if you wanted a straight up hitman game in the vein of like um uh, silent assassin uh, or contracts, uh, yeah, you're probably not going to be too thrilled with those elements, uh, but the game's still really good. Mm. And uh, I think that in terms of the difficulty balance, they have difficulty settings. They have three settings that are just tailored for people who are already familiar with the game. So you can play those and I think still be satisfied. And then they've opened it up for newcomers with uh, some new mechanics. It's this instinct system that sort of simplifies things, which, and actually the instinct system is kind of cool too, because it's eliminated the need to bring up a map and sort of look at where everyone is and having to constantly go back and forth to see how people have moved and, you know, where people are at this exact moment. You just press a button and you can see through the walls and see where they are. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, I like the game. I'm interested. I've never been able to get into Hitman. No, nothing against the game. It's just one of those things where I don't know. Just never connected with it. I've always. It was a series that I was always really interested in in playing, and I I played every one of them to some extent. But, you know, never finished any of them because I'd get caught up in a level where I keep trying it different ways or, you know, I wouldn't quite be able to do it. And I'd be insistent on doing it perfectly the whole way through and and just never progress past that point. Or or so I thought, at least I, uh, you know, played through Absolution. And then I went back and I read through the plots of all of the earlier Hitman games, sort of reacquaint myself with them. And it turned out that I'd finished Blood Money and had no idea. <laughs> like I just completely forgotten that I'd finished that game, and I'm reading the description of the season. I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember doing that. That was totally awesome." 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I like the game, but they're I like the games generally speaking. But I I have always had a a hard time completing them. This one I didn't have any real difficulty completing on normal, and and easy is just I mean that's the most apt description for it possible. Mm. The AI is pretty dumb, and you get nigh unlimited use of uh, of the instinct abilities. So. so you can just see through walls. You're just yeah, super so, yeah. yeah, well, the see-through walls thing, that doesn't even cost anything. The only abilities that uh, instinct, in terms of the meter, is spent on is uh, deflecting people's curiosity over the disguise that you're wearing as you're walking through an area if you're wearing an outfit other people who wear the same outfit will be able to recognize that you're not part of their crew and so they'll get suspicious of you and so you just hold down the the button and walk past him he puts his hand up to his face and sort of walks past or you know makes some other affectation to deflect attention and move past them that's his instincts working yeah that's that's (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's well. It's instinct is a reflection. What can do of, with hand hide face? <laughs> it's yeah. supposed to be a reflection of his innate ability and superior training. Ah, as a hitman. Training in the ability of putting your hand up to your <laughs> face. Okay. Whoa, nothing to see here. But uh, uh, the other thing is seen in um, the bodyguard when he was training to be a bodyguard of him just learning how to walk. Uh, you're Ten saying years. starring right. Kevin Costner? Well, yeah, I don't know why I brought up the bodyguard. That was, <laughs> it was the first film I could think of. He's a hitman, a, kind a of. professional in it. Yeah, but he's the, a tough uh, guy. The other ability is uh, like a, a multi-kill thing. You can target... You, you, you press the button and then you engage this shooting mode where he brings up the gun and you can paint multiple targets and take out a whole room full of people in one go. And that costs instinct to use. But everything else is really just an effective tool, you know, to give you information about the environment and so forth. Ah, I gotcha. Uh, not, uh, what, which one has the eagle eye? Is that Assassin's Creed? Yeah. They've also got kind of an eyeball. Eagle vision. Eagle Vision, that's it. And I have a strong sense of how popular Assassin's Creed is. I know it's really popular, but I, I don't get a feel for how much Hitman means to people anymore. It definitely had a, a place in, in gaming for a while there when it was uh, still relatively new to have these edgy, evil characters, or at least, um, you know, potentially murderous. Amoral, anti yeah. Amoral is a much better word for it. Thank you. Because uh, the Hitman guy is not necessarily evil, but he doesn't feel bad about what he does. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there was a place where that was like a new, fresh thing. Like, uh, you know, no more kids' games. Now we're uh, jerk games. But uh, yeah. I don't know. There was that period in the late 90s, early 2000s where hero was replaced with uh, protagonist. Mm-hmm. That's about the time it became trendy to not say hero anymore. It was always protagonist because these guys aren't heroic. Right. And it's funny. There was a parallel shift in comic books like 10 years prior to that in the late 80s when people, oh, they didn't care about Spider-Man or or Superman anymore. It was all about the Punisher. And they were coming up with even like bigger jerks than the Punisher. I, I can't remember their names. Like Ghost Rider had an even more evil, like mean, meaner skull guy who was even meaner to people. What was his name? Vengeance, I think. Bad Skull. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Where they were just trying to un- uh, one up each other with how 
big a dicks their their characters can be and then that kind of faded out of comics now they don't uh, those characters have a place but it's not um a huge selling point anymore to just have a a, a douchebag as a main character well, that seemed to sort of hit its peak with spawn oh yeah yeah thank you for that he'd actually gone to hell had killed tons of people yeah. and now just like a, a rotten jerk yeah spawn's awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's just so shameless yeah, it's still going. I, I bought an issue of Spawn not that long ago. The art's still really good. Uh, yeah, good times, Spawn. I came, came familiar with Spawn because of the toys, mostly. Mm. They sold the toys. I got the picked them up at like car boot sales and stuff in Britain. Like I, I picked, I bought a medieval Spawn, and it had a little oh. comic with it. Yeah, I have that. I love that comic, and I love that little guy. Yeah, the McFarlane toys are incredible. Well, uh, they were. They were incredible. They, I think they did the these Walking Dead toys recently. They look embarrassing. Oh, really? Their quality of late has has taken a turn for the for the distressing. Oh, that's too bad. But then, if that was the most depressing thing about the Walking Dead that had occurred recently, then that would have been all right. <laughs> I I, I played yeah. Telltale's Walking Dead. Oh, how'd you like it today? Uh, my life's ruined. <laughs> oh, because it's poorly made, or because it's effectively no, it's it's not poorly made. Mm, well I don't, made. I, yeah, it's one of those things you really can't talk about more than that. All you've got to do is come up with these, you know, overly dramatic reactions to it. Oh, sad. I can't wait to read the reviews of of chapter five. Uh, ben Kachera has one up, I believe. Over yeah. on the Penny Arcade Report, he's got one up. Um, yeah, apparently that's... I haven't gotten around to reading that yet, but I played it today and it's... Yeah. I'm not now ashamed was... to admit, Jonathan, that I wept. You're not alone. I've out of my that. little piggy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a thing where you could have done a better job and made it not so sad for whatever happened? I'd, uh, I can't... I wouldn't go into it. Ah, okay. I don't want to go into it, but I will just say it it upset me a lot. Um was very affecting and that is one of the most effective games I've ever played. Awesome. Something magnificent. I'm thankful for it at this time of harvest Thanksgiving. Jonathan. <laughs> you know what I'm thankful for? What? The city of Boston. What? How come? For giving my good friend Jonathan Holmes a Jonathan's home. <laughs> yeah, I do have a little home. It's okay. <laughs> I do have a, just a little, I'm imagining now, a little mound with, with a round door like a hobbit's house. It's kind of like that. You just live in there barefoot and hairy. I am hairy. Yeah. I don't know if you knew. It's a problem I've got. Body hair. It's I, it's not a problem. Ah, you know, some people like it. I don't know what to think myself. Rather it not be there, but what can you do? What, are you going to shave it off? Come on. Good. I could shave you. You could? I would. Are you sure you could? <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> I'm sure you could, too. But, yeah. but, but I am thankful to Boston for putting you up, for, for letting you live there. And mm. have a nice little hobbit house. 
I am lucky. Yeah. And I can come around and shave you in. <laughs> and so so grateful am I to yeah. to the city of Boston that this Thanksgiving season I want to give something back. To Boston? Yeah, and by that I mean you and Conrad are going to help me give something back. Okay. Picture this. Now hear me out. We put on a Thanksgiving extravaganza, a live event in a local theater in Boston. Theater in Boston, right? Mm-hmm. A live event called Val Kilmer's Family Thanksgiving Showdown. <laughs> Val, Val Kilmer owns the showdown? Don't worry about that. Okay. First of all, I've already designed the poster, okay? In big, yeah. bright yellow letters with gold outline, it says, Val Kilmer's Family Thanksgiving Showdown. And on the poster is a picture of Val Kilmer eating a turkey. Mm-hmm. And then underneath, a little subheader, the man who was Batman in blue. Oh, I forgot he was Batman. The man yeah. who was the Batman <laughs> in blue. We have the time, you know, we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> um, you know, Thursday, Thanksgiving night at whatever the local theatre is near you. Well, we're doing it already tomorrow? Yes. The Showsbury uh. Pimsbury Theatre or wherever it is that you people go for cultured arts and entertainment. Opening night. I'm imagining we're going to sell a fucking flick load of tickets. Well, if people think Val Kilmer's going to be there... Five dollars a piece. I never said Val Kilmer's going to be there. They might think he is, because... That's on them. (laughs) That's on them. But we do promise a very special guest. It might be Val Kilmer! I hope so. Well, it's called Val Kilmer's Family Thanksgiving (laughs) Showdown. It's a showdown. I'm I'm expecting... I'm sure people will expect Val Kilmer, Thanksgiving, and or a showdown. Yeah. Luckily, me and Conrad are on hand to provide it. We will be acting as compares for the evening, as their luscious and erudite hosts, wearing smart suits that we bought from a charity shop. We open the curtains. Everyone's paid like $10 to come see this show. They're paid $10? Oh, they've paid. (laughs) Of course they have. Okay. This isn't for free. Okay, this is for me to show my appreciation, but Daddy's got to make some scratch. All the proceeds go to me having Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> okay, the Sterling so... Thanksgiving Foundation, right. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And you can have some money as well, Conrad, um, because you're working so hard with me. Cause we... well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll just I'll work for the charity and you draw a salary. Yeah, yeah, you that's the best way of doing it, I think. Everything's on the books and taxable. Well, not even taxable. Non-profit. Oh, that Profit. is the brilliance of it. Quids yeah. in. Quids in. That's not why I'm doing it. No. That's, no. that's not the money. I'm... It's for the city of Boston. It's for the people, the good people of Boston, that I will have a lovely turkey dinner while I think about them. Jesus, Jonathan, don't get the tax people on us. <laughs> so anyway, we, me and Conrad come out. The audience is packed. Uh, families are there because it is a family Thanksgiving so we've got mothers uh, fathers, children, boys and girls of all ages they bring their pets, they have their dogs in their cockatoos their cats, their budgerigars whatever they want, they can come in it's going to be a raucous evening, there can be some noise we want clapping, applause 
me and Conrad come out. Thank you so much for coming to Val Kilmer's family Thanksgiving showdown. And speaking of Val Kilmer, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're all very excited. We have got a very special guest coming up towards the end of the evening. He's the man you've all been waiting for, Boston's finest. But in- until then, we've got an evening jam-packed of great entertainment. So please welcome Boston's favourite son, Jonathan Holmes. Everybody claps. Everybody claps. No, they're all at a loss at this point. (laughs) They will clap and cheer because I will be excited. And that will the audience will feed off that. They'll feed off the electric energy of Conrad. They'll still think Kilmer's coming anyway, so they'll be at least courteous and friendly for the first uh, 30, 45 minutes. Won't even think. They'll know. I haven't said he's not coming. I haven't said that I haven't been on the phone with him. You know, I've, I've, I've spoken to celebrities. I know a thing or two about moving and shaking. But for now, Jonathan Holmes comes out. At this, <laughs> at this point, I wheel out a boombox with a cassette inside. <laughs> cassette tape plays Total Eclipse of the Heart. Jonathan Holmes, you will sing Total Eclipse of the Heart to this cassette. I should point out it's not a karaoke version. It is the original (laughs) recording. You will be competing with her. So sing loud. Can't I just lip sync? No. Um, Mm. Because don't worry, you'll be amplified. I've got one of those plastic karaoke echoey toy microphones, (laughs) which you will sing into. Sing us a little bit now with Total Eclipse of the Heart. Uh, cause you'll only be making it right, cause you'd never be wrong, something's gonna fill me in the end of the night, love it and I'll leave him and I'm feeling it tight, something, I don't know how it goes, I really need you tonight, right, something like that, I don't know, I, that's how I remember it. Oh, Once upon a time, I was fallen in love. Now I'm only falling apart. <laughs> it's a pretty good song. Well, it's written by Jim Steinman. Damn right it's a good song. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he wrote all the Meatloaf stuff that's awesome. Like, everything good that Meatloaf ever sang was written by Jim Steinman. I think oh, you and this version... told me that was originally a Meatloaf song. Yeah, yeah he wrote it for mm-hmm. Meatloaf originally, and then... Uh, yeah. Never mind Jim Steinman. This version will be co-wrote by Jim Sterling because instead of Total Eclipse of the Heart, you will be saying Total Eclipse of the Jonathan Holmes. <laughs> that doesn't have any. That doesn't ring. That yeah, doesn't you can. Total Eclipse of the Holmes. Total Eclipse of the Jonathan Holmes. <laughs> Oof, that'll not go over well. It's very conceited. <laughs> of course, it'll go over well. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> It's Val Kilmer's Thanksgiving showdown. Yeah, family. I don't think anyone is going to choose show. this over just traditional family Thanksgiving. They won't know. <laughs> they, won't know what, they won't know what to expect. That's the beauty of it. Mm. They, all they know is it will be a night of surprises and prizes. Whoa, there's prizes? Oh, oh, there are prizes, my friend. <laughs> oh, God, there are prizes. Um, but for right now... You know, the audience by this point are manic with delight. They've just seen Boston's favourite son singing Total Eclipse of the Jonathan Holmes. <laughs> At yeah. which point, I tell the audience that was so good, he's going to do it again. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> oh, they'd be so sad. So please, ladies and gentlemen, keep applauding while I rewind the cassette. <laughs> so I'm, I'm rewinding the cassette while you are bowing to an audience which I assume hasn't stopped cheering. I, I, you are wrong. They have left or are, or never showed up. Dude, I'm expecting you've got a good solid five to ten minutes of ovation to work with there, Jim, actually. <laughs> I don't. Fantastic, because they're still pumped, they're still riding high, like, we've got prizes coming. We've got a special <laughs> celebrity, we've got a special celebrity guest coming to Val Kilmer's family Thanksgiving showdown, the man who was the Batman. So, they're, they're crazy at the moment. Hollering, whooping, cheering. I'm rewinding. If you're self-conscious, don't worry. I'll be cheering as well. Um, so I'm rewinding. That's round to the beginning. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm only joking. He's not just going to sing. Once it's rewound, I'll say he's not just singing Total Eclipse of the Jonathan Holmes again. That would be shit, boys and girls. That would be shit. No, he's going to do it stood on a box. What? Oh, yes. I can see you're ready. Like you, not even you can believe it, Jonathan, and you're going to do it. You will re-sing Total Eclipse of the Heart, but with Heart Replaced by Jonathan Holmes, while stood on a box, a small box. Standing on a box? Yes. That's not entertainment. That is... Oh, is it not entertainment? You Are you kidding me? Just thinking about it, I am incredibly entertained. You will, you will look taller. <sighs> you guys. Watch Boston's favorite son grow before <laughs> your very eyes. He is like a giant. He he is but a mastodon staring down at your stupid faces. <laughs> I'm bit... about to sing this song again. Bam! Nothing more to say. Total eclipse of the Jonathan Holmes. <laughs> it's really it would hurt the crowd. They would be sad and. In pain, a little hurt, you know, physical hurt from just not liking the show so much. <laughs> they would really dislike the show. It's really, it's a bad show. It's, how dare you? It's pretty bad. They worked so hard on the set list for this. Jesus Christ. You know, did you really? Yes. Holmes, Holmes, might, Holmes might have a point. And we don't want anybody to miss out on the opportunity for fabulous prizes or whatever. So once everybody's in the venue, mm -hmm. we should probably, I'm not sure what, uh, if you were thinking like an indoor place or like an outdoor park, but, you know, we should probably just lock the doors and seal everyone inside. Uh, or if it's if it's fenced in in some way, maybe just electrify the fence from exiting early. I like that idea. Um, we should get some industrial chains. I'm, I'm thinking indoors. So we get some industrial chains. We wrap those around the door handles. Padlock them. We should also have something I'm going to call the fun Gestapo. Uh, these, these are heavily armed and armoured officers who we've paid. Um, I'm thinking work release programs at prisons. Um, I still have some, uh, motorbike gang connections. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but that ought to keep labor costs down. That's a yeah, good... we'll get the Hells Angels or the, well, the, the Outcasts, um... Actually, I mean, the, the, well, the Outcasts, you could pay them in drugs. I mean, you don't even need cash. Who are the Outcasts? What are we talking They're about? They're bikers. We'll get some bikers with, uh, cattle prods, and they'll just be lined up <laughs> along the sides... 
I'm also going to give each of them an iPod with Rolling Stones music on it, just to, just to put them in an authoritarian mood. Uh, something apparently bikers just... They they get very serious about their jobs when they listen to the old stones, I found. Uh, so we do that. They've got headphones on at all times with just music of the Rolling Stones driving into their skulls. Um, so they're fine. So don't worry about people leaving when we have dog play time. Dog play time? Yeah, that's... I mean, that's basically just 10 to 15 minutes of you chasing a dog around the stage. <laughs> that's not... Ooh, the, this is really, I mean, ooh, it's a terrible show, Jim. Jonathan this Holmes is... meets the stars. <laughs> I'm not entertaining. I have a tough time being entertaining. No, we've got an interview coming up. Jonathan Holmes any... meets the stars. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jonathan Holmes. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> He's going to meet the stars. Um, so you sit down <laughs> with a microphone. Well, you just use the karaoke one again. Um, I will be sat next to you, right? Holding a magazine up to my head with Bono's face printed in the magazine. <laughs> and John, uh, Conrad will wear a hat uh, with the edge written on it. And we will be you too. And, and you interview us about Thanksgiving. Do it now. Hello, Jonathan Holmes. I'm Bono. Get, get some money for Africa. Oh. It's really important that we give back. <laughs> I, that, was the, I, that was the edge. I, yes. I, I think that edge makes a fine point, Tar, about giving money to the Africa. And also about not looking too heavily into where we put our money and what country they're in. So, what would you like to ask us, John- Jonathan Holmes? Uh, I'm Bono Fox from you. <laughs> I didn't know you guys celebrated Thanksgiving, because you're not from the colonies. Right, oh, guys? Oh, Jonathan Holmes. I give so much thanks. For all of the fine money that, that I make and pay plenty of tax on, so don't get me up on that. I'm also tank tanktal for all of the great people that give money to the Africans. Or give them a good thanks, Tibbin, because like the song says, No, 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 it's Thanksgiving! Today, Jonathan Holmes. I think that being thankful is something that we can all identify. It's <laughs> universal. That's wow. a great point, Ed. Now, I know that the boys and girls in the audience would like to see me have a little touch of the end of your penis, Jonathan. Uh... Would you like me to do that? Right now. No. And at this point, of course, the crowd just completely loses their shit. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it has nothing to do with the fun Gestapo and the tasers. I mean, they are <laughs> fervently, fervently about seeing you give your tip to Bono. Yeah. Uh. That's, and that's why the boys and girls are screaming. Not because the, the bikers are threatening them with shivs and telling them to do it, but they are saying, Bono, give your tip to Jono. Bono, give your tip to Jono. <laughs> and I'm 
I, they said it that the wrong way round. Well, that means now I have to give you my penis. So I'll be like, oh, all right, then, bicycles. Jonathan, have a poke at the end of my Irish knob. It's t- Irish. It's, t- it's yes. This is a very authentic accent. Oh, touch the hand to my uh, shamrock. That is Irish. So that proves it. I think Bono's knob is something we can all identify with. <laughs> wow. It's universal. <laughs> so, wow. so yeah, what do you what do you think of that bit of the show? Jonathan Holmes meets the stars. Uh, it, it's so it would be really painful and embarrassing to do <laughs> the show in front of hundreds of people. But but the 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 irony is we're doing it now in a way on a podcast. That exactly. has even more listeners, more than hundreds. So, they're yeah, they're we... subjected to this terrible, <laughs> long, painfulness, and I'm responsible. I just have to be like, I'm sorry, I didn't make it good to watch, guys, because it's my show now. I'm sorry. You made good so point. Bad. Yeah. Good point. Us doing you know, it. this is a really good idea, Holmes. I'm, I'm glad you've put together such a, a uh, fine entertainment. I didn't want the podcast to I'd just... Be almost, I'd almost be a bit annoyed that he's taking credit for a lot of our hard work, Conrad, but if he... I mean, he's put so much effort in, I'm just happy he to really step aside and let him take yeah. all the story. But you've got a great point, Jonathan. The worst of it's over by the fact we're doing this now and ruining the Thanksgiving <laughs> of thousands of thousands of gamers. <laughs> So, so really, you know, wrecking the evening of a couple of hundred bus tonights is nothing. I didn't mean to make that point. Is that the point I made by accident? That's the point you made. Uh, But don't worry. If you think you've ruined anything, you haven't because it's prize time. Oh, okay. Turkey shoot. What does that? What does that mean? You what, shoot a shoot a turkey. What is more Thanksgivingy than you, Jonathan, with your trousers round your ankle? Uh, Don't worry, you've got underwear on. Oh, and you're okay. just hurling frozen turkeys into the audience, <laughs> shouting, "Get the fuck out of my theater! Get the fuck out of my theater!" Oh, you know what we could get? We could get like some of those t-shirt guns, but sort of make the barrel a little larger. <laughs> To put turkeys in them? Yeah. Right, it just fire turkeys into the crowd. You're, you're shooting frozen turkeys at, at children while shouting, Get the fuck out of my ears! <laughs> Why am I in my underwear? Why would I... What? Well, you're, you're, you're half in costume for the next bit. But oh, for uh... now, it's just a fun... It's a fun Thanksgiving <laughs> visual to see a balding man in his 30s in his underwear and a Thomas the Tank Engine sweater firing turkeys out of a cannon and telling people to get the fuck out of his theatre. <laughs> that would really... If you get hit in the chest with a frozen turkey that's going at, you know, fair speed... Yeah. That'll knock the wind right out of you. That'll give that'll give you a big turkey-shaped bruise. But on the plus side, your mm. Thanksgiving dinner is sorted. Oh yeah, because you can just eat that turkey. Yeah, you just eat the frozen turkey there in the audience. So you're full up. Mmm, delicious. But this has all been leading up to the culmination. All of this stuff, Jonathan, is mere hors d'oeuvres. Just a taster yeah. of the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, 
You have witnessed singing. You have witnessed a dog. You've <laughs> met... Jonathan Holmes has met the stars, and you're now all eating delicious frozen turkey. <laughs> you gotta cook it first. Get, get a chewing. disease. Get, get chewing. chewing. I cannot be responsible for the actions of any outcasts who happen to not see you chewing. Okay? So... Munch on that. By this point, Jonathan, the audience is whipped into a frenzy because they've just seen so much. Like, to be honest, more entertainment than I think anyone deserves. And what what a value. (laughs) We were charging, what, 20 bucks a head? I thought Uh, it was 10. It's 20 now. I think Conrad's made a very good fiscal point. Uh, 20 bucks because we got to rope in the turkey costs. Um, so how many two, how many turkeys am I gonna shoot? Uh, fifteen. That's a lot of turkeys. It's a lot of turkeys, but then it's a lot of joy that we're giving to Boston. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the audience at this point is a fever pitch. They think it can't get any better, <laughs> and that's when we say, ladies and gentlemen, you came here for Val Kilmer's family Thanksgiving <laughs> showdown. We're gonna give you. Val Kilmer's family Thanksgiving showdown. Oh, bless my ass, we are. Ladies and gentlemen, your celebrity special guest, Jonathan Holmes, ladies and gentlemen! <laughs> no, no. And that's when no. you come out wearing just your underpants, stand in the middle of the stage while the audience is going mental, you hold your arms out, like, at your sides, um, parallel to your head, and then you just rotate for five minutes, <laughs> naked and hairy, while the audience just laps it up. No. I, I, the less I wear, the worse I and, look. Um, do let us know how that goes, because halfway through your second rotation, me and Conrad are in, um, well, a taxi on our way out of Boston. <laughs> what? what? Uh, just to, just to um, file the money away. Yeah, we got to make sure that the deposits make it to the bank, you know, so that all of that money makes it to the foundation in, in good hands. Uh, actually, what we probably ought to do is just fly the money there directly. It's in the Caymans, right? Um, nearabouts, nearabouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, How- a man, there's a man called Vass who said he's going to be looking after it all for us. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. He seems trustworthy. Charming. So, how, how am I supposed to end the show? I'm just... Um, you've already oh. ended it. Yeah, and then that... You, so... just, you just revolve until the audience leaves. <laughs> um, by this point, I think I think my last act will like leave some bolt cutters or something. I'll just throw that into the audience so they can eventually break their way out of the theatre. Wow. That's, that's a truly painful notion, because I'm bashful, <laughs> and I don't want the body to be shown. Because it is a yuck, a little. It's a yucky body. And I am sad. You look better naked than Val Kilmer would. <laughs> He's gotten a little bloated in his years. It's true. We all have, I suppose. I know. It goes, right? Mm-hmm. Me, Val Kilmer, you. In terms of who's best to stand in their underwear. Out of us, you are the best of a bad lot. Well, Conrad, I, I don't know. It's all a matter Conrad's, of opinion. Conrad's Conrad a financier. 
He's, oh, he's, too, he's too busy balancing the checkbook. <laughs> well, that's a shame, because I bet Conrad would look very nice in his underwear, I think. He won't oh. look as good revolving as you. <laughs> I wear long underwear. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, and we yeah. want you, Jonathan, in Y-fronts, probably two sizes smaller than you actually need. Ugh. Just to, just to give everyone a good Thanksgiving look. Because <laughs> they came for turkey, and they're going to see turkey when you pull those pants up proper tight. But no one even likes Val Kilmer. You'll, say, you'll mean... say, have a look at my harvest bird, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you I take think... that back, Jonathan Holmes. I heard you say that. You take that back. Val I... Kilmer is a beloved figure the world over. Did he just, he... Say, did he just say no one likes Val Kilmer? He did. What, what rot? That is rot. It's... Mm, I didn't even point it out earlier because, you know, it's obvious he's not a superstar anymore. Oh, he and... was the man who was the Batman! What was one of the biggest movies this year? The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Checkmate, sir. <laughs> Checkmate. Ludo. I... Ludo? From, yes. uh... <laughs> from, uh, Labyrinth? I meant the board game, but uh, oh, I, I do like Labyrinth. I might watch that. That's a good movie. After tonight. Ludo Friend! <laughs> yeah, he's really good. It's quite good. I'd like to live in your house and be Ludo. <laughs> so anyway, that was... Uh, wow, I'm exhausted. <laughs> you did it! You generated those that ideas. Was a great, that was a great Thanksgiving idea. Me and Alex were actually talking about um, that. Uh, what? Yeah, my uh, she started having ideas about you. No, no. her too. Uh, some. Ah, okay. She's very nice. Uh... Yeah, yeah, she she likes you. Um, she, in ways. Um, <laughs> yeah, just that can't be. Yeah, we um we get a lot of fan mail about you as well, Jonathan. You get fan mail about me. I get fan mail about you. Um, Parts of you, at any rate. What does that even mean? How can you get... Because they're fans of you, so what do they say about me? Just like, I love you, Jim, and that, Jim's, uh, that Jonathan Holmes... I mean, what what would they even say? I can't even think of anything. I can't even remember. I can't find the email, but someone did um, just... Oh, whoa, whoa, what the hell is Oh, that was cool. Who's, that? Who's doing that? Ain't me. Conrad? Uh, maybe. I don't know. What am I doing? Are you shaving? No, I'm pretty sure I'm not shaving. Are you near an old-fashioned printer? I am. Oh, well, I mean, it's a laser printer. I don't know how. Oh, you mean you mean like a dot matrix? Those things are awesome. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, no. That's what no. I thought I heard. Nowhere near. Let me... Uh... Maybe it's feedback or something. Weird, yeah. It was a little fun. I like sounds. It was fun. Yeah, who doesn't like sounds? Uh, I've got a lovely um, letter here. Here's an example of some of the stuff I get. Uh, Dear Jiminy, though I am a relatively new Podtoid listener, I have one minor suggestion to make about the show. Uh, All the time you spend discussing games, swapping anecdotes, and general tomfoolery should be cut to have two hours of non-stop Jonathan Holmes abuse, both emotional and physical. (laughs) Sincerely a concerned listener. (laughs) <laughs> why help me understand it <laughs> I'm trying to understand it that's from T1000 it might have been the T1000 
<laughs> Robert Patrick. So we might have a celebrity guest listener in Robert Patrick, and but maybe we can get him on Val Kilmer's family Thanksgiving showdown. Now, do, do they really? What do they like? I want to. <laughs> I'm trying to figure the world out. Um, I got a, a really interesting Twitter. Oh, there's the thing again. There's that thing again. Yeah. Conrad? Well, it's not me this time. I'm muted. Huh. It's you again. It's you again, Jonathan. How did I do that? I don't know. I don't think that was me. But you shouldn't be able to hear it if it's... It must be Jim, then. I can hear it. I I can't. I have no idea what it is. So it must be coming from me, but I have no idea what it is. Maybe it's when you mute. No, because it first happened when I wasn't. I have no idea what that is. It's happening again. I I can't hear it at all. I shouldn't have this much fun with this, but this is really fun for me. That's upsetting. I, I don't know. I have no clue what. I can't hear it. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so on Twitter, a guy yeah. said something to me like, fuck you. I hate you, fag gay. You're shit gay. You pretend to be cool, but you're a dick. You're an angry, <laughs> stupid dick. Just like, whoa. I can't remember. Whoa. He's, I, I checked his history. He's just like hated me a few times. And I was just like, whoa, why do you follow me? I, it seems like you don't like me. He's like, I don't know why I follow you, you prick. And I'm like, oh, are you angry at the world? And then 15 minutes later, he's told me, whoa, now what? it's like a machine gun hurricane. That was, wow. <laughs> and that again. <laughs> ah, that's, this is actually getting scary. That's paranormal activity, like the film Paranormal Activity. <laughs> It's. It, I feel like it's having a dialogue with us. We talk yeah. about it, and then it just responds with like, ding, ding. yeah. See, it's talking to me. Wow, so weird. Conrad, you don't hear any of that. It killed Conrad. It's come. It's oh god. It's gonna come for us next. <laughs> he's still on the call, but he's silent as a mouse. Should I just finish my story? I'm worried about Conrad. I'm, now. I'm scared. I'm I'm feared I feared for my own safety now. Yeah, well, I'll finish the story and hope we survive. Yes. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. So, long story short, I start talking to the guy on Twitter, asking him why he follows me and why he's so angry. And before you know it, he's telling me that he's got a really hard life. He's got an alcoholic mother and anger issues, and he he, uh, he feels uh, alone and trapped in life and i suggest he goes to alanon meetings and he's like hey man thanks you know and i was like thank you man you opened up to me and you're you're not such a bad guy after all and we're like buddies now and the it makes me wonder what kind of internet we're on where people want to hear me get abused they think of it as abuse i guess on podtoid and they want me to hurt they want to be buddies or something? Oh no, now what's Conrad doing? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> He's talking. We can see his little box moving. Yeah, that was like um, old Commodore 64 Spectrum <laughs> loading screens. Like one of the bad ones. If you got the tuneful ones, the ones that were like... That wasn't so bad. It was still like ear shattering, but it was there was some sense of humanity there. But then you did get these other ones that were just like <laughs> that was horrible. Um, but he's dropped completely now. 
I'll just I'll, I'll wait for him to log back on again. I assume he's going to log off and try and log back on. Um, with computers, he'll, he'll figure Yeah, out. that was haunting. But as for this alcoholic guy who was upsetting well, you, I, just, I don't think he was the alcoholic. Oh, he's just an angry young man, and uh, he was like apologizing for being so rude to me. It was. I'm trying to figure out this internet world of like enjoying pain, but then wanting to be close to people at the same time. Well, so that's what I got from it. I think yeah. it's the punching bag concept. People see other people, you know, they, they see these internet personalities or just people on the internet in general as not human because they're just usernames and just mouthpieces. They mm. don't see them as, as people. So, yeah, that's a punching bag. I can just hit this thing and relieve my own stress or whatever. And once you start talking back and, and actually revealing a little bit of your own personality... Excuse me. It gets harder, I think, for a lot of people to keep up the abuse. Hmm. Yeah. No. He uh, he switched, or not not like he was apologetic in any way. I didn't even ask him to apologize because he was so angry that I I almost thought he was like joking. Like I'm like he can't be serious. No one actually writes to a total stranger like fuck fag, eat the shit cock, don't fall down, <laughs> keep keep it up, dog. Just like what what. Just random words of hate. I, I, I was actually amused. I wasn't Eat the at all. shit cock. <laughs> Dog. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, he he might be listening. I assume he knows me from from Podtoid. And if he does, I didn't mean to make fun of you just now. But that's. Uh, yeah. I couldn't help but be amused with your your hate, and then kind of touched by how human you were, and how how well you meant, and how sad you were that your your life can suck. And I hope it gets better. I bet it will. Yeah. Yeah. But the people that I get messages from, they like you. Well, do they? Or do they just <laughs> like the idea of me being, like, in trouble? They like my, <laughs> like, idea of me, oh, he's in peril this time. Is he going to make it? Is that well, what they're thinking? Who, who, who doesn't love that? I mean, who? S- Superman is boring as a comic book character most of the time because we've had this conversation because he's so powerful. Mm. Um, you know, there's... When they do the emotional story, sure, that's okay. But the the physical stories, there's no challenge there. Uh, Batman, a lot of inner conflict, a lot mm-hmm. of things that can attack him psychologically and mm-hmm. physically. There are villains to do all that. And when Batman is on the ropes, when Batman is struggling, facing the odds, that's when we like him. We like that go get him spirit, that that underdog, that that American working class ethic <laughs> of we can get it done. We can get through this. We can do this, guys. And I think, in many ways, that's what they see in you, Jonathan Holmes. <laughs> do you think a Batman story, a new Batman movie, where <laughs> the Joker is just like, Hey, Batman, I'd like to have a little kiss on your bum. I'd like to give it a little nuzzle. <laughs> just an hour and a half of that. And just like, can I shit on you, Batman? Can I take a shit right on your face? I don't, I don't see that being if, a hit. If the if if Rocksteady wants to get a new Batman game called Batman Farting Shitty, <laughs> and and it's all about the Joker saying, "Oh, I'm gonna shit on you, Batman." Oh. <laughs> I don't see it going over with the kids. I think they want a cool Batman. Oh, oh can oh. I sniff your ass, Batman? <laughs> 
People do like the Joker because he's uh, so madcap and uh, so no wacky. rules. He's yeah. just so wacky. Yeah, and you you are a bit wacky, too. Yeah. Perhaps you're onto something. Maybe I am sort of a bland, bald, beige <laughs> Batman, and you are a hot stuff, funny... And then- he walks and this gas hits him in the face and then he starts freaking out and there are big asses everywhere and then the scarecrow's there and he's like there are so many asses Batman so many asses are you afraid of the asses they're farting on you and Batman's like no don't oh, I smell a farts and he staggers through <laughs> farting shitty, which is the name of the new city. And Hugo Strange is like, I am Hugo Strange. And look at how strange my Hugo ass is. And he pulls down his pants and just shits all over Batman. <laughs> and Batman's like, ah, ah, old man's poo. It's, 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 it's so bad. Ah. <laughs> That's Batman talking. Ah, oh, old man's poo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, why are these poor so bad? <laughs> and, and he falls through a window and falls over. And then the riddle is there, and he's like, "Riddle me this, Batman. What is <laughs> what is brown and comes out of an ass?" Oh, I thought we were gonna say what's brown and sounds like a bell, because that's an actual kind of a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's dung, by the way. That's the answer to the riddle. <laughs> riddle me this. <laughs> More like piddle my piss. <laughs> oh, no. Because I am the piddler. That's a great joke that we hadn't heard since we were about four years old. And he pulls out his little penis, and that's got a question mark on it. It's actually his whole penis is question mark shaped, and he just pisses a big question mark on Jonathan. I <laughs> um, <laughs> almost said Jonathan Holmes by instinct. You did. On yeah. Batman, and Batman's like, I know, I don't do that. <laughs> is he Italian, or just no. got a speech impediment? Or? Why? Why? <laughs> no. Why does your pizza smell of beef? <laughs> <laughs> and he kicks him off of a building, and he falls, covered in piss and Hugo Strange's shit, and he lands in a big pile of poo. <laughs> Whoa. And Bane's there, and he's like, they, they call me Bane, because I... <laughs> And then Bane poos himself. Himself? Yeah. Just can't help it? Yeah. <laughs> and Batman's like, at first I thought when you pooed yourself, that wouldn't be so bad, but it smells. <laughs> Batman's covered in feces and urine at this point, I think. <laughs> so the fact that he can smell Bane's poo through the poo he's already covered in. Speaks to just the stench of that poo. And that's what he says. It's just, oh, I'm already covered in shit and poo and and wee wee. And the fact that I can smell a Yara poo is the worst. And Bane says, yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah. He knows. Uh, Well, I'll be honest, Jonathan. Yeah. I've um, (laughs) gone a bit peculiar. You've gone a bit peculiar? Yeah, I'm so tired from the... Because I'm still, you know, working really hard on the reviews and stuff. And this has been my chance to cut loose. (laughs) I'm all for it. I enjoy it. I do apologize to the listeners as I've been extra shouty and and obnoxious this week. I don't think so. Let me Uh, give you some feedback. You've been a a gentleman and focused 
until just now when you got yeah. really excited about the idea of Batman getting booed on. <laughs> I think halfway through the pitch for Batman farting shitty, <laughs> I um, realized it was too much. It was too loud, too mm. much, too fecal. Uh, but at that point, I had committed and couldn't stop. I I don't know. I can't say that I understand the Podtoid listener. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't understand why you listen to it. But in a, my experience uh, has shown me that people do enjoy the kind of thing you just did. I think it's going to go over pretty darn well. I enjoy it. Yeah, and that's part of why they enjoy it. I will do no, this everyone's at, in on the fun. I do these hmm? things at home when no one's in the house. It's <laughs> <laughs> my chance to do it in front of people. Yeah, and people, uh, they, they not only enjoy it, they want to emulate it. They are quick to take to the internet and be like, Jim talked about Jonathan Holmes' anus. Jonathan Holmes has a new video where he goes to the Wii U launch party and makes a bunch of silly, inoffensive jokes. There's not even one swear in the video. I'm going to immediately start talking about his anus. In the oh, they didn't do that, did they? Oh, of course they did. Oh. And not only did they do that, then other people went in to make sure that someone else did. <laughs> and then commented, well, someone already commented on Jonathan Holmes' anus, so I don't have to. <laughs> Thank God it was already done. I would have been disappointed. You know, the video was up for like a day. <laughs> well, that's covered. All right. Yeah, I think that's... So long as they're not all doing it, so long as there's a designated driver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But they still mention the anus in the comment about the fact that there needed to be an anus comment already. So well, they're still talking about the anus in the end. Good, good. Yeah. I like that they're doing that. Well, um, it makes it. I was going to show it because Nintendo emailed me afterwards. <laughs> like, Did you get your coverage up? And I was like, uh, yeah. It's up. I'd send you the link, but because uh, I don't want them to scroll down to the comments immediately to see Jonathan Holmes's anus. They don't mind. I did. A, <laughs> I did a Wii U unboxing video where I like touched my penis and started going on about the Republicans. That was a good video. I don't think they mind if if just some commenters who we have no control over. I don't influence them in any way. Um, talk about your anus. <laughs> I, I wouldn't... It's one of the things, if, if Nintendo watched it, I'd be like, oh, thanks for watching it. But I feel a little weird promoting the anus comments. Like, hey, check out my cool anus comments video. I'd be like, eh, just eh. watch it if you want. Maybe they'll watch it. Who knows? It's, it stands on its own two feet. It doesn't need... Jonathan, you don't need all that anus stuff. I don't? To, 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 to sell your video. Stop relying on it. <laughs> I really... You can you can do these videos and let them speak for themselves. I think it's sad that you like just just focus on the R stuff. I um, really don't to I've get never... a to get a cheap pop from the audience. I really avoid it. It's uh, the only time I've ever shown my part of my butt is Jenica Katz from Flixist really wanted me to wear her bathing suit and a talking to women about video games that she appeared in. That was and fantastic. I'm, I'm really embarrassed about that. I hope. I no. wish women would give me their underwear to wear. I would parade <laughs> around my house all of the time. <laughs> women's women's clothes are just like ten times better than men's clothes. Yeah, just it's just general. just a fact. Um, yeah. I mean, I say that as someone who doesn't have to wear them all the time, so I might be talking out my ass. But to me, if I could get away with it, I'd be wearing it all the time. 
Mm, yeah. Um, I just don't think I... I think I've said before, no one wants to see John Candy in a dress, and that's why I don't. Um, but if I look good in a dress, I think I'd do the Eddie Izzard thing. I don't really know how... I don't. I think you're giving yourself a hard time. I think you might look quite nice. If I was wearing a dress, I'd be giving myself a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> hey! That would be erotic. I didn't want to forget to talk about your Chasing Aurora review. You did another review, Jim. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Interesting enough to talk about? It's a Wii U thing. It's a new game by, uh... What are they called again? They did it and yet Open, it moves. Broken... They sent me a... Rules? Broken yeah, rules? Yeah. Um, let me just check. They sent me a tweet, actually. Um, trying to slyly blame me for, um, the review. Blame you for not liking their game that much? You liked it, actually, quite a bit. Here we are, Broken Rules. Um, They say, Too bad the price tag and loading times put you off. Seems like Chasing Aurora didn't manage to show you its depth. Hmm. Which is a nice passive-aggressive way of subtly blaming me. Which I don't hold against them, actually. They were quite... That's quite classy of them to say it that way, rather than just, Fuck you, Jim, you fat fuck. Um, Which someone as close to Kamer saying in the Family Guy Back to the Multiverse review, who I'm 90% sure it's a developer, but I can't say that because they're doing it anonymously. Mm. Um, But when you go into a game like Back to the Multiverse, you're A, the only guy defending it, and you're B, saying, you don't know how hard developers work. (laughs) It kind of clues me in. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's like having a go at me for not understanding what it's like to be a developer, and then them just talking about what it's like to be a game reviewer and how shitty and pathetic my life is. Um, kind of got you sussed out, mate, when you come mm. into to threads and start pulling that bullshit. Um, your game's rubbish, and you should be ashamed of yourself for charging $60 for Family Guy back to the multiverse. I'm sorry. I'm not going to feel sorry for people that think that's morally justifiable. Yeah, well, sure. You made a thing they, that they didn't. You didn't like the thing they made. I meant to say, and there's nothing uh, more complicated to it than that. It's strange to me that people turn it into this uh, moral thing or ethical. It's unethical to give a bad score to a game that people worked hard on. Well, they, you know, you didn't like it because it wasn't that fun. To be fair, I am the only person in the world who's reviewed it. Uh, at least i was yesterday um but at the same time it's like dude you're making a licensed game it's not going to get good scores and you're making the sales primarily on the name of something else so what are you expecting Mm. were you expecting family guy back to the multiverse to be the next batman arkham city (laughs) were you expecting family guy back to the multiverse to be the next final fantasy Whoa, is Conrad back? Oh, he's that, back! That, that gust of sources <laughs> oh, counted as a noise implies he was back. Hello. What, what, what happened with your microphones or something, Conrad? You guys were cutting out time. You can't oh. hear me at all, can you? It, I can hear you a little. Little tiny dribs and drabs. Yeah, like hey, pop, pop, poop, you pop, poop, like that. Okay. But the, something funky going on with my connection then, probably. Ah, interesting. Well, we talked about uh, a new Batman game. It's a game, right, Jim, or a movie? <laughs> a game, sure. Game. Batman farting shitty? Is that right? Yeah. 
We don't yeah. need to go back over it. Uh, oh, just let it. No, go. Yeah, I get the idea. I get the. Yeah, chance. it's. Then we were just talking about reviews, which we often do. And we Chasing do? Aurora, the um, so, uh, I try to. I like to hear about it. Broken rules. I don't know, Jim. That that uh, tweet to you. It didn't sound like they were blaming you. They they. It sounds like they got. Well, it was, yeah. It was more that they were saying that I missed something. You know, I didn't see its depth because the loading issues and the price uh, were getting in the way of my judgment. Um, which is, I don't actually mind it. They seem like nice people, and I'm sure that they were just. I mean, it's gotten really great reviews. So I'm sure they can't be too bummed that one guy didn't like it. Mm. Well, I'm sure they are. I'm, I'm sure they are bummed that you didn't enjoy it because they wanted you to enjoy it. But um, that is a little weird to think that you missed the depth just because it was expensive and um, not enough content to it. I think you missed the depth uh, because they didn't deliver the depth. I didn't to- see the depth. I yeah. looked for the depth. Um, sure. I really wanted to like it as well. I mean, I do kind of like it. It you sounded know. like you liked it. I mean, it, it got I- a 6.5. That's an all right. You know, it, it's, it says the game's okay. Well, given the, the text, you enjoyed it as much as you would enjoy a much cheaper game. But when you go in $15, of course, your ex- expectations are going to be that you're going to get a longer, more fully featured thing. When, um, you're, when you're presenting yourself as a premium digital console experience, I'm instantly thinking The Walking Dead. I'm thinking mm-hmm. Castle Crashers. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Limbo, Braid. You know, doesn't even have... Holy fuck. <laughs> it's funny how it just comes on out of nowhere. You still there, Conrad? Well, it... <laughs> oh dear. Well, wait, wait, wait. it's so sad. It's like you got gimped. Yeah. Like you tranquilized your dart in the neck. I think you've infected him, Jonathan. <laughs> I think you've passed it on. I never sound that bad, do I? Actually, that is this is remarkable. This is old Podtoid technical problems. <laughs> this is like back when Anthony and Hell Next was hosting. Yeah. Um, not that it was their fault, it's just we had a lot of technical problems back in the day. Um, this is nostalgic for me. Yeah, indeed. And Conrad has a high-class computer. Actually, too. I think it's my headset. Oh, that could be, because your computer's top-notch. So is your internet connection. Computers. Oh, no, it's... The the computer was top-notch a a few years ago. It's not... And it's got some weird issues, like... I don't know if it's the... Whether... I think it's the power supply. (laughs) So sad when it gets tranked. Tranked mid-sentence like that. Power supply. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, you poor man. Oh... Yeah, <laughs> let's let Jim talk. Know. We won't talk. You Jim talk, is going to say a thing. No, here. isn't there like a Willem Dafoe movie pitch this week? There was, but it it too it too is anal in nature, and I feel uh, there's been a lot of butt. We've dwelled on the butt much. Mm. Um, farting shitty, put it over the edge. I think that cr- <laughs> that crammed in as much butt as need be for this mm. week. Um, so next week. That. Yeah, that's something to look forward to for the listener. Um, let's just say that Willem Dafoe was Joker in that farting shitty. There's your pitch. There you go. Oh, but I thought it was you. It's much better if it's you. Well, he can be it half the time. You should be. You should be all the characters in a Batman movie. I'd watch that in a second. I. You would be the only one. No way. You've got a huge fan base. Would be very excited. You've got a huge tits. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Chasing Aurora. I played it with the stepkid. Uh, f- 
fun game, fun little game. Uh, looks beautiful. Uh, the music is infectious. The main theme just it's this just a few notes of this acoustic guitar just drives into my skull. But um very nicely presented, very beautiful looking game. Uh, just not a lot to it. You know, it's just three playground games, really, the mm. multiplayer. Um, and some, like, time trial things, which is just going round and round in circles. Uh, right. You know, there is, there's not a lot more to it than that. I mean, there's some nuance to be had in, I guess, flapping your wings at the right time to keep a speed up. But once you got that down, Pat, you're not doing much. Um, well, yeah, it's yeah. it's those kind of one-note tune games that aren't particularly long and don't have a lot of dynamic uh, aspects to them. You just can't expect people to feel satisfied paying more than five bucks for them. I don't think. Yeah, uh, it's just I mean, kind it's, of... it's got the tech demo feel to it again. You know, you, I I love the idea of it. The whole. Um idea of playing hide and seek you've got one guy on the gamepad and they what they're seeing is different from what the people on the tv are seeing so they can hide and and all this stuff um big believer in that idea i thought that mm. was fantastic in nintendo land with the mario chase but mm-hmm. then again i played it on nintendo land with mario chase <laughs> um, sure it just y- y- i've had the rant already on potted engine position about the the tech demo thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's been demonstrated. Uh, once it's been demonstrated, I want it built on, um, and I don't feel Aurora Chase really evolved anything. Um, right. Which again, I mean, still the basics are fine. I'm just, I can't advise people spend fifteen bucks on it. But the, the, the same token, whoa! Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna talk over it loudly. If I were to read the review and not just go by the score, I could decide for myself if the game is worth my money because you did say it was well made, just not enough content for the price. Yes, good idea. Oh, bloody hell! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's gone now. It's like it was trying. (laughs) It's like it was trying. It's back. back. Yeah, it's really... It's come into your office just to fart for a long time and then leave. I know people that do that. This is the real farting shitty. (laughs) (laughs) And poor... Oh, poor Conrad. He's just trying to help. Just, hey guys, how are you? (laughs) I think it's... Out again. Oh, you talked! I could hear you for a second. Are you sure Slenderman isn't in your office? <laughs> Actually, so this is really weird. Uh, I think this is going to explode. Okay, that's all I heard out of like what the, you just the, said. The cable where my mute switch is is giving off an uncomfortable amount of heat. Oh, like, yeah. in the connector. I, I, I think I might die. <laughs> you might get to hear a distracted editor immolated live on the podcast. Yeah, I'm worried about you. Feel free to stay on the show, but if for safety's sake. Almost, you... but 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 it, yeah, it's definitely the headset that's causing this problem because it's the only thing that's acting really weird. Well, I will just get to asking questions, I guess. Then yeah, um, let's do questions. Before we do that, I will preface that I'm gonna try to get the Adventure Time Hey Ice King, why'd you steal our garbage review done tonight, and it. Uh, it's a very similar situation Jim had in reviewing Chasing Aurora. It's a very well-made game, but 
I think some people have beaten it at four hours. I beat it in a little over five, and oh, I dear. think it's forty bucks. Um, and the this is the music is incredible. The graphics are incredible. A lot of them are by uh, Joachim Sandberg and um, Paul Robertson, two of my favorite sprite animators. It's like a game custom made just for my brain, but I can't help but notice that. You know, you can kind of sleepwalk through a lot of the combat, and it was over in in uh, in a probably almost six hours for me. But I really tried to stretch it out. I was really is that is a something shame. where there's replay value, and you want to go back through it again. Is there any justification for there's playing a, it a second time? There's a new game plus mode, and I haven't gotten far enough into it to see. How different it is. I've got all of my stats are the same, but I don't have all of my abilities. So I'd find those again. If they've like remixed it kind of uh, second quest style from Zelda, then then maybe. If it's like a master's quest, but I don't know. I'll get into that before the review actually okay. happens. I yeah. should just point out for our astute listeners, you said you tried to stretch it out. And I just I don't I don't want to add to that. I just need to make a note of it because otherwise listeners will be disappointed that I didn't. So that's I, that's the admin out of the way. <laughs> what I meant, <laughs> what I meant by that is, I just wanted to find everything there was in the game. We know what you meant. Oh, we know what you meant. Um, it's not what we're thinking. Oh, yeah. I would, why would you want to think about me stretching mm. out? I don't know. That could mean my butt cheeks. That could mean my penis, my scrotum, perhaps. I could just mean your mouth. <laughs> could mean why do people do that? Eat a big it, it egg. It could just be you know, like when you wake up in the morning yeah. and you're stiff, you know, and you've got that really big one. Yeah. That you experience. Big what? When big you wake stretch. up with something, you stretch it all out. Oh my! Like my body, like ah, good. You morning, wake up girl. with a big stiff one, and you've got to work out the kinks. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, they were talking about your ass. Yeah, we were all thinking about your um, glorious. May I use the word glorious? Anus. Who stretches out their ass? Uh, hopefully you. <laughs> uh, there's still there's still a day to Thanksgiving. It's not too late. We could put, work that into the show, into Val Kilmer's family Thanksgiving show. <laughs> uh, we've got some questions, I think. I don't know if this is a Podtoid question, but Shannon Gregory, uh, who works for a big video game publisher and developer, I don't know I if heard of her. Yeah, I don't know if I should say which one, given her question. Oh, God. She asks, when you're watching porn... Yeah. Okay. Would, would you call it your cooter pooter? See, there you go. I, <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this up. Because when you said pooter, that instantly went to the slang term for vagina. Just oh. for, some, for some background context, um, before we recorded, Jonathan sent us an email just letting us know he's got to restart his pooter. And, when, and he, he was on the Twitter yeah. saying you know, he was he wanted to start calling his computer a pooter, and I it just cute. had to snicker yeah. right away because that yeah that's slang for vagina. I didn't know that, huh? Yeah. Jonathan, well, you've got to replace your busted old pooter. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Shannon Gregory is adorable. Thanks for listening to the show, Shannon. You're you're great. Do Toby you watch Carlson or not it or not, Jonathan? On my computer? Yeah, I'd like a follow up question. I want to know how much porn you look at. Not too much. A lot? Not, no. Not too often. Um, double. Get, do you, double. Double porn? What? Yeah. I have to say, I do like the Wii U's browser. 
for the purposes of of pornography. It was well, the first I was thing I tested. I got a yeah, oh, absolutely. Anytime you get a browser, that's the first thing you test. I, and I, I love the curtains. Yes. The evening. first thing I did was bring up pornography on the Wii U screen and say, hey, babe, check out the TV. You know, the curtain's drawn. And then I would open them up and then BAM! Yeah. Does it, it go like, da-da? Oh. Huh. Same here. The first thing I did was actually the first thing I always do is I look at Destructoid. And then I got my next priority in line, which was to get a <laughs> massive, massive cock on the hairiest body I could find and then call my wife over. Um, to which her first response was, that looks like Harmsa. <laughs> huh. Well, that's actually it, it, not a lot of people talk about it, but. A lot of guys uh, use their video game console for the porn. It's true. There's something glorious about seeing it on a big HD TV. It's like, mm. it's almost like you've legitimized your wank. <laughs> <laughs> this used to be something I shamefully did under a blanket with a filthy magazine, rain soaked mag I found at a train station. Now, 55 inches! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, okay. Back to questions. No, uh, no. Okay, or not. Sorry. Back to my question. Yeah? How, how much a day? A day? Not a day. <laughs> yes. Oh, come on. We all measure it by in a daily quota. There's no way you don't. Uh, don't make me feel weird. Don't make me feel like you're I'm You're not weird. Gone. You're wonderful. And people will relate with you. I'm always boring to people because they're like, come on masturbating and i'm like eh, yeah no, no 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 you don't have to masturbate to enjoy pornography yeah just have a cheeky look <laughs> sometimes if i'm bored you know i'll just have my phone i'll just look at some some naked humans i have yeah. always admired pornographic films for their acting and drama as I opposed like to the, the opening the... of misty beethoven a lot i don't know if you guys have seen that movie i haven't seen that one that is a heck of a movie, guys. Misty Beethoven. The opening of Misty Beethoven. It Rock. is the Rocky of pornographic films. <laughs> and it is wonderful. It's such a, a heartwarming story. I care about the characters a lot. Good comedy. I'm still thinking about the dialogue. I've got a lot of it memorized. So I'm no comedy in- plays well in pornography, which is surprising. As hard as porn, I mean, as hard as comedy is to do a lot of the time. Comedy plays way better in porn than drama seems to, for whatever reason. Well, I could see that. It, 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 for me, watching pornography, I often wonder, are these awful people that are like don't like each other and it's just a sad, sick world? But then when they're joking around and they're clearly uh, happy to be there and having fun with each other, I'm like, oh, it's good. Good That's times. Good. So the question is, Jonathan Holmes, how much porn, three or not? Three? Three a day? Three a month? Just three. Just three or not? <laughs> mm, yeah, three. Okay. That's the answer. Okay. I'm, I feel better now. I like I like thinking about you looking at porn. You're kidding. <laughs> it's a good image. Trousers round your ankles, clacking away. <laughs> I don't quickly. That's the image. That is the onomatopoeia I want associated with Jonathan Holmes's first <laughs> Yeah, like an old-fashioned railroad track. Yeah, just going typewriter. Frantically, not <laughs> matrix printer. Frantically going from tab to tab in the browser because you don't know which one to settle on. That's how it's done. 
Is that how much much the guilty watch at the time? <laughs> the tab, tab. Wow. Multitask. Um, the quick guilt and the need to close the browser immediately, but you're torn between the cum on your hand and getting it on the mouse. This is <laughs> this is what I like to think about in your life, Jonathan. I hope other people do too, because they are now just thinking about <laughs> a thirty, almost thirty six year old man. Age has got nothing to do with it. Well, you Ain't know... Ain't nothing but a number, Holmes. You can get away with thinking about One Direction masturbating, and it's kind of cute. Ah, uh, really. the thing about masturbation is it all feels 18 years old in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, the older guys get, the grosser it is to think about them being sexy. That's what I've noticed in and, my and, world. Unless it's Jonathan Holmes. That's what I've noticed. You seem to think I have a free pass, so <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, I think. Toby hey, Carlson. It is Thanksgiving. Oh, it is Thanksgiving. So thank you. Yeah. Yes. You do have my thanks. <laughs> Toby Carlson wants to know if we're getting Black Ops 2 on the Wii U. Jim, you're probably getting it to review, maybe. I'm right? getting Thank Ops for Thanksgiving <laughs> turkeys. Mmm, delicious. Uh, should be. I fucking told them that I'm the Wii U guy. And I, I think somehow Hamza still managed to get, get it. Uh, really? Yeah, he said there was some package left for him, and he's fairly certain that's it. But it's coming some coming my way eventually, and I will try it. It's I'm really curious about it. I really want to try it. I got Dark Siders two today. Uh, tried that. Um, but How'd yeah, that go it seems to work okay. Hmm. Still seems jaggy. But then I really? did I did get a new TV recently, so I need to check and make sure it's not just my TV showing how jaggy console games have been all these years. Mm. Um, but I'm going to have to fire up the 360 and double-check. I yeah. double-checked uh, Warriors Orochi 3 on the PS3, and it was sh- shocking how, how much better it looked on the PS3 compared to the Wii U. Huh. Wow. Good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I hope for good things. Darksiders... You know, it's not my favorite series, but I, I'm happy it exists, and I want more games like that to be out there. And it's sad to me that it got poorer sales than they had hoped. And uh, I was hoping that Wii U would give it a second life, because there's all those Zelda fans kind of pre-installed on Nintendo consoles. So I thought yeah. maybe they'd... Uh, hey, if it was it second just... life, it would have done a lot better. <laughs> 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 Video game humor. You did it. You did one. I did it. Uh, vid Sermon... KillerMime93 wants to know what's the most illegal thing we've ever done. I would have to check statute of limitations in a few different jurisdictions before I could possibly answer that question. I shoplifted a tape called Heavy Metal Maniacs when I was like 14. I think I've talked about it on either uh, Bit Transmission or Conrad and I's old podcast or on this at some point. I was pretty ashamed about it. I cried a lot when I got caught. Um, I haven't stolen anything since. I think that's the most illegal thing I've done. I think the shoplifting thing I'd have to go with as well is, is the basic breaking the law, breaking the law that I've done. Um, also got teary, uh, but I didn't get caught. I oh. was consumed with guilt and confessed oh. to my mother. And then she said, well, I've shoplifted. So that was that conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, I've always had a big guilt complex and stuff. I think it's why I ended up with the brutally honest stuff that goes on in my reviews because the idea of me being misleading in any way shakes me to my core absolutely Mm. cannot stand the thought of 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 lying and and doing wrong 
Um, so after I did the shoplifting, it really upset me. I, yeah, you know, it's not that I, I, I don't think the things that I've done that are illegal are necessarily wrong. <laughs> it's the thing that just <laughs> illegal. Yeah, there is a line between illegal and, and ethically wrong, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's a whole another discussion. Tarvu, Twee Tarvu on Twitter says, I like Jim's taste in comedy television. Ask him if he's on to anything new for me. Hell, all of you, throw up <laughs> recommendations, which is very nice. I don't have too much to offer in terms of comedy television. I'm sort of out of the loop with what's funny these days. Key and Peel, I didn't think I was going to like it, but they... With really bad material, their delivery is so mm. good. We the ads make it look horrendous. Yeah, but their delivery is really, really good. They're we recently to... discovered that over here um, at, at, at Shea Sterling. Recently mm. discovered the Key and Peel. It's funny. It's 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 cute. You know, it's mm. not mm-hmm. um, like constantly. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen. But you're right. They take bad ideas and run with it. And make mm-hmm. it work really well. Plus, as a um, you know, middle American white male, I can watch it and pat myself on the back for enjoying it in a not racist way. So, thumbs up for the white guys. We did it, friends. <laughs> this is this is a victory for us. Um, but no, in all seriousness, that is um, an enjoyable show. I've been enjoying it more, as you say, more than I thought I would because mm-hmm. the, the commercials don't do it justice. Um, as far as obscure british comedy i mean i don't know how much this guy has has followed what i watch you know i could say black books i don't know if he's seen it um mitchell and webb peep show i've recently been re-watching a show called the league of gentlemen oh god i love the league of gentlemen that is brilliant show my biggest like sort of yeah if you like madcap sort of absurdist and 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 creepy at the same time that's brilliant i mean these guys They're not influenced by comedy. Uh, they're influenced by horror. Yeah. These, one of their running characters, they have, was their most popular character, they're not inspired by anything other than a weird documentary they watched uh, once watched on um, transgenderism, and they based the characters off the weird doctor in that and the Wicker Man. <laughs> uh, very weird comedy, very spooky. I mean, it is comedy horror in many ways, but it's a sketch show. Um and yet huh. it's it's comedy sketches, but with recurring characters that have storylines. And there's, and there's a, a really there's a fantastic structure that runs through it on a season by season basis. You can see story arcs that run the entire length of the season. You'll have story arcs that last only their individual episodes, and things that pop up and little continuity bits. It's really well structured for what is in actuality a sketch comedy show. Yeah. It's just astounding. Well, it was it, the one thing back when I did comedy. Um, the one thing I found so inspiring was that idea that it wasn't just a sketch show; it was all set in a world they created. They, it's, it's all set in this village called Royston Vasey, and and the characters live in it, and they s- spent time creating this really believable, albeit very weird, town. I mean, I don't want to compare it to Twin Peaks because the two are very. Um, different, but there are a few similar themes there with this this idea of this weird town. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, the only sad thing is it is available. The whole sh- series, the whole um, all three seasons, are available on 
Amazon video, but only to rent. Like two bucks a rental for an episode, which is a real shame. I hope Netflix they stream used to it. have them. It's been on Netflix before, so it may come around again on there. I hope so. I, I believe they will rent the disc out, but I think only the first season ever came to the US as a disc. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, they well, they aired it here on Comedy Central the the first season, um, and maybe the second. But I think that's it. I don't think we got the third one here. And the third one is they really changed up the nature of the series and its structure. Yeah. Um, it was a very sort of different show. It was a comedy. It was a drama as well as a comedy, the third series. Yeah, um, I heard. But yeah, I mean, that show is, Jesus, that was, when did that come out? I was still in secondary school and it changed my perception of comedy as someone who was, was trying to you know, who was thinking about making that a career. Um, but even now, as a just as a writer and as a uh, video maker, it's still an influence that I hold very dear to my heart. I've been recently re-watching it, and it's been wonderful to experience it again. the closest thing we have in terms of American television, it's quite a bit older than, than League of, of, of Gentlemen and, and, um, and softer as a result, um, you know, being American television just by its nature. But Soap... Is, oh, uh, I'm a big fan a, of soap. Uh, it was like a, a play on soap operas. It was a, a comedy. It starred Billy Crystal. It wasn't a sketch show. It was more structured, like well, like a soap opera would be, mm-hmm. with its you know recurring storylines and things like that. But that's about the closest sort of comparison I could draw to something that we've done here. That's anything like League of a Gentleman. And Sign me up because I'm all about soap. Show yeah, rocks. you'll like it. It's creepy and weird and strange and fun. It and... actually is. Knowing the movies that Jonathan likes to watch, um, League of Gentlemen is right up your alley. I think you will love it. And I like you. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So it should be perfect. Oh, yeah. I watch that. And a guy, Jay Dizzle, wants more GameCube commercials. That's really flattering. There's no time this week, but maybe next week. Definitely. I've... I've had one in my brain for a while that I'm like really emotionally attached to. I don't think it's entertaining, but it like <laughs> it means something to me now. Like my heart's in it. So yeah, maybe I'll do that next week. Uh, should we do another question, or what do you think? Yeah, let's do one more. Okay. I, th- I think I think my other half's going to be playing Walking Dead, so I need to put myself in. I need to give her as much time as possible because I don't want to watch it again. I don't okay. want to go through it again. <laughs> really? I just have to assume children die. Because that's the thing that makes people sad. Um, well, I'm a very... I can't... No, I can't say anything. Anything I say in response to Yeah, if you ruin anything, this for me, I swear yeah. to God. Um, it's... It, it, oh, God, that game. I'm just... Yeah, that's all I'm assuming. Dead children. Oh, God. We'll see. Uh, Noah J. Dunbar asks, what's our favorite movie of the year? Plus, if you haven't seen The Master, fix that. He thinks we should see The Master, which I think is the Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman movie? I think so. Yeah, uh, not in any way at all based on the work and life of L. Ron Hubbard at all. (laughs) (laughs) At all. I heard weird things about that movie, that uh, Joaquin Phoenix changes his personality in the movie like every 15 minutes and philip seymour hoffman's really good but okay but here's the thing in joaquin phoenix's circumstance how could you discern that from actual life (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the thing is he really acting there or is he just showing up 
Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just playing himself. Uh, Durr, what's my favorite movie of the year? Oh, I don't know. It's not Wreck-It Ralph, I don't think. It might be Frankenweenie. really like Frankenweenie. Pretty good. Uh, I might have to toss in a vote for Looper. Oh, I haven't seen Looper. I Looked really good. was impressed by Looper. Looks good. I like those actors. I should check that it out. It looks good, but the trailers are not even indicative of what the film is. Mm-hmm. It The trailers make it look like a good action movie. The movie is just really evolves from from that idea. It's definitely recommended. Hmm. I'll check it out. Uh, I really want to see Silver Lining Playbook. I think that's what it's called. Um, it's got a bunch of hunks in it, which normally turns me off, but it's by David O. Russell, who did I Heart Huckabees, and that's a movie I like. Have you guys heard about the Silver Lining Playbook? I don't think so. I don't believe so, no. There's a hunk who wears a trash bag, and he talks to Robert De Niro about football, and then he gets a girlfriend. So? <laughs> How about you, Conrad? You like any uh, movies this year? You know, I, I've only really seen two movies this year, I think. I saw um, Batman, mm-hmm. and I saw The Avengers. The Avengers was this year, right? Yep. That yeah, I saw that on the, blue, on the Blu-rays. Okay. Um, but that's the only two. That's really kind of depressing to think about. Like, the only two movies I have seen that, you know, were released in the last year were superhero movies. That well, seems they little... are. They're pretty well-made movies. People oh, like. I'm not. I'm not discounting that. I, they're fine yeah. movies. They were fine films. Mm. Whatever. They're fine movies. Sure. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but like, if you want to, if you were to ask, like, the best movie I saw this year, I went and saw Strangers on a Train two weeks ago. That was totally fucking awesome. That's an old movie, though. Yes, but that's all I see anymore is old movies. I've been to four. <laughs> I, I have been to three movies in the last uh, two years since I moved to Portland, and two thirds of the movies I've seen in theaters have been Hitchcock films. Yeah, he does make good movies. I was just watching Charade the other day. I just, I just, yeah, that's a great one. That's got Walter Matthau as like a menacing killer. It's hilarious. Do you guys know Walter Matthau? I'm a big Walter Matthau. Well, the odd couple. He was in that sure. in Bad News Bears. And... Do you he know was, him, Jim? He was in a film called Pirates, um, directed by Roman Polanski, so I'm not allowed to like the film. Uh, but it is a good film. <laughs> I have to see that film. Are you He's not allowed to? Is it just because of the kitty fiddling that you're not allowed to like Roman Polanski? Of course it is. Yeah, you're not allowed to like Roman Polanski films. They're oh, kind of good. But he's okay in France. Everyone there is fine with him. Well, if I was recording from France, I would like the film. But, <laughs> but as I, you are at present in the American South, it's unacceptable to it, like Roman Polanski. Exactly. I'm, <laughs> I, only when Franco bound can we... Can we enjoy the works of Polanski? So, which did you like more, Conrad? Uh, Batman, because this is the big question of the of the year. What's better, Batman: Dark Knight Rises or The Avengers, starring uh, Chris Helmsworth? They're not even films you compare. Ah, people are comparing them hard. No, people are fucking stupid. <laughs> They're completely different movies. One of them is the denouement of a a series, its final conclusion. The mm. Avengers is the birth of something new and original, new and, and big that they're going to mm. push forward on for a very long time. It's it's a death and birth thing, completely mm. separate in tone, in in casting, in energy. They're they're not even they're not at all similar, other Did than the like fact them? that comic book franchises gave birth to them. 
Yeah, and they're pretty different takes on what superheroes can do. But but did you like one more than the other one? No. Wow, you escaped it. Great job. I walked out of both. I, I walked out of both experiences <laughs> saying, "Well, nothing really pissed me off." <laughs> I mean, you know, it's uh, Avengers could have. There was that risk. Mm-hmm. But they'd already totally fucked up the Tony Stark Pepper Potts relationship in Iron Man Two, so it's not like it was a surprise. Oh, we fucked up. It's like, oh, they're still fucking up. Cool. I thought it was okay. They're in love. They do not belong to... together. They don't. No, they but do they not seem, belong they together. Seem to, they seem to like each other. That's fine. They can like each other all they want to. It's supposed to be forbidden love or something? Oh, like workplace love. Lawyer, goddammit. She's uh, the loyal secretary who would do anything for him and secretly harbors that love that he never acknowledges. It's... Yeah, that is so steamier. Weird. You're right. That is steamier. Um, they both pissed me off, both those movies, by the way. Cool. They made me really sad. But I liked them, too, at the same time. It's weird. Weird mixed feelings. Well, the other thing, too, with the Nolan verse, it was uh, kind of such a different take on Batman to begin with. Yeah. That I think a lot of the expectations have to be set aside. Yeah, I know. It's it's hard, though, because I like Dark Knight quite a bit, uh, though it still had some things that made me feel weird. Like, I still don't know why he goes to China in the beginning for like a half hour, but. Um, I think Begins is still my favorite of the. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I just want to think about Walter Matthau right now. Can we all do just do a quick one? Just do a quick Walter Matthau? Or one out for Walter Matthau? Yeah, well, impersonate him. You start, Conrad. Oh, God. I don't know that I could impersonate Walter Matthau. Yes, you can. Oh, he you know what else he was in? He what? was in uh, Mission Impossible. He was in that all the time in the early seasons. Oh, you mean that TV show? Yeah. 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 He's amazing. Come on, He's just try one. Good. Just, no, just try I, a quick I can't out. even. I can't even conjure his voice in my head. Like for him, it's visual. Like when I look, oh, I not see for me. That. I. I'll, you like, do, Matt. Though. I'll try. I'll try. Well, at the end of Charade, he's having a, a, a shootout with Cary Grant and some pretty woman. Uh, what's her name? She was in Breakfast in Tiffany's. What's her name again? Something. Uh, something. Something. Pepper. Yeah. Something Pepper. That's the one. And uh, Audrey Hepburn's like, I don't know if I should give him the money. And Cary Grant's like, don't do it. Don't give him the money. And he's like, hey, don't worry about it. Give me the money. Everything's going to be fine. I wouldn't shoot you. What are you what's wrong with you? He's like, that least, is a great math out. Wow. He's the least menacing. You know, he's supposed to be this terrifying villain. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Just... <laughs> it's, a, it's a great movie. You should watch Charade tonight. Okay, I guess I'll stop talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> well done, you. Oh. We, we can all give thanks for Walter Matthau. <laughs> Indeed. I guess that's it. We did it. We yeah, did it, we've, done, we've done it, fellas. Fellow me lads. Rapscallions. Um, what you up to, Holmes? Uh, this Sunday, we have Sean Velasco. Velasco? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Thanks, Velasco. Forward, Velasco. He's our final Way Forward guest of Way Forward Vember on Sup Holmes. It's been a great Vember. Boy, we had a good time with that tyranny last uh, Sunday. He was not at all mad that we gave his last game Silent Hill, Book of Memories, not the glowingest of reviews, and he accepted the criticism quite well, 
and talk. No, I do think I saw him staring at me through my window the other day. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so he was on last Sunday. We talked about Aliens Infestation, which he directed and how well that turned out. Talked about his writing style. Talked about writing a centipede game and taking it really, really seriously. He like got really passionate about the script he wrote for a centipede game. It's a, yeah, he was really into it. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and he and if you play the game, you can see the care that they took. They, they, I went to Amazon to look for a copy, and I mean, it's like pre-owned four bucks there. I'm pretty sure oh. I'll grab it. It's it's uh, what I was taken aback with is how passionate these guys are about their job and how they take every assignment a hundred percent seriously, and 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 that's why they keep getting these. Um, good jobs even when their games don't necessarily sell people know that they're they're really putting their all into it whether people like the games or not it's not from lack of effort on their part and i've found that to be true too so anyway adam was very interesting guest and his episode is up on itunes now the sub homes uh page on itunes you can check it out and then this sunday at 1 p.m pacific standard time 4 p.m eastern standard time we have sean velasco on he did Double Dragon Neon, he did A Boy in His Blob, he did Contra 4, I think he did their Blood Rain game as well, so... Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> I liked the Blood... I didn't play all of the Blood Rain games. Like, you were just laying out the hits, like, one after another, to get the Blood Rain betrayed, I was like, oh... I love the art, man. I mean, yeah, no it's, matter it's a beautiful-looking game, it's just kind of yeah. clumsy to play. Yeah, yeah. Well, anywho, he'll be on, and I'm looking forward to talking to him. And also, I have that really interested. I'd like the Podtoid listeners to check out the Wii U New York City launch party video. Because I finished these videos, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, guys. That's a boring video. No one's going to like it. But I'll just post it anyway, and it'll probably get 20 views. You ate a grilled cheese sandwich so happily. I didn't even know that that's what I needed to see in my life. And then I saw it and realized I've always needed this. You watched the video, Jim? That's so flattering. Of I did. Oh, thanks, Jim. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think it was going to be that good. And then people in the comments say, oh, it's really good. I'm like, oh, great. And then suddenly people just stop watching it. And then, like, maybe it does suck because no one watched it. I, I don't know. So I'd like to get Podtoid people's opinion on it. Is it good? Maybe. Let me know. That'd be fun. Yeah. And that's it for me. How about you guys? What you doing? Um, I am working on a review for Nano Assault Neo for the Wii U. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, that, that'll probably be up. It might go up on Thanksgiving, actually. Um, and I guess I'm getting Mass Effect 3 for the Wii U to check out. Yeah, we soon. mailed that on today, so that should be with so. you soon. Cool. So I'll be doing that, and... Uh, other than that, yeah, check out Sup Homes and oh, I I got a an adventure game that I'm reviewing too, but that's not gonna come out until December. So yeah, so oh, yeah, I can't even say what the name of the game is. Oh well, no, I I could probably say I just I, I'm not allowed to post anything. I'm, I'm reviewing Primordia. It's the new Watch It Eye game. It's actually got a really cool trailer set in this robot run world that's after man as gone away and they're persisting on without us it's it's kind of interesting and there's some cool concepts and anyway huh i'm down so, yeah, yeah sounds interesting. Yeah. Look, looks neat you should check out the trailer um other than that just uh usual stuff nothing really exciting going on oh. yeah it's the holidays 
Yeah. Indeed. Right, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Are you guys like doing big food things or? Uh, just little things. I have uh, two members in my immediate family. Sans my wife, of course, and my wife is going somewhere and doing something. So it's just me and two family members looking at each other and eating in silence and then walking away. <laughs> Should be good. That's I'm doing fantastic. a similar thing with my uh, best friend and his wife, and so it'll just be the four of us. Jordan was invited, but I guess he's got some school-related function he has to go take care of. Wow. So it'll just be the four of us. And then we're not even doing a Thursday. We're doing it Saturday because the bastards at Sears, where my friend is employed, need him to be there at 7 p.m. on Thursday to do, uh, you know. Like free Black Friday stuff? Oh, no, they're opening at 8 p.m. Whoa. On, thir- on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, it's gotten fucking absurd. You know, I swear to God, if you open your doors before 5 a.m. on Black Friday... No, 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 I'll give you I'll give you 4. You can open at 4. But if you open your doors before 4 a.m. on Black Friday, I am not shopping at your fucking establishment all of 2013. Wow. Period. Because that is bullshit first of all black friday is the best goddamn day of the year and i don't care who says otherwise it is so much fun to work it's fun to shop it is a celebration of everything that is great about american consumerism but that aside (laughs) you're ruining people's holidays a time that we spend with our families because you think that having your doors open a little longer during a frenzy is going to line the pockets of your investors more effectively it's a load of shit and i'm done and this was totally not the appropriate place to have this conversation that was awesome you just totally threw the gauntlet down i'm just i'm sick of it look look, when i worked at retail I looked forward to showing up at 3 a.m. and seeing that crowd of people lined up out front waiting to open. There was an energy and an excitement in the air as people got ready to think about the things that they were going to share with their families during a time of giving. It's, it's fun and it's joyous and they're sucking the life out of it by ruining another holiday at exactly the same time. It's you just it, absurd. I'm glad you're uh, speaking out. Wow. <gasps> yeah. I love what you just did. That Sorry. was a humbling moment. Mm. Oh, anyway. So, well so Jim, what are you up to this week? Yeah, Jim, how are uh, you? Well, I mean, Thanksgiving-wise, we're hosting two things, actually. We've got a family thing tomorrow, and then on Saturday, we got all friends coming around, all the crew. Um, we'll be hosting that because we're the ones with the nice house. Uh, so that'll be a thing. As work-wise... If you go on escapistmagazine.com, there's a Jimquisition episode called Fake Nerd Girls, which has proven very divisive. Um, Very, you know, people, some people didn't like it, but a lot of people were saying that the show was too agreeable. So there you go. I have a quick question. Was that at all influenced by the fake nerd girl detector? It was influenced by the fact that just all throughout the week, over the past two weeks, I've just been seeing fake nerd girl shit come up over and over again in my social feeds. Huh. I don't know what started it, but, you know, it's been going on for ages. But for some reason, this past two weeks, people have been going on and on and on about it. And I'm like, Pah! so I thought I'd <laughs> talk about that for a bit. Um, mm. If you go on distracted.com, like I say, we got a ton of reviews up. Um, just I won't even list them all. Just go to distracto.com, look at the right-hand side of the screen, and you will see a little review section. Go in there and look at everything. We did, as far as I can tell, um, excluding ports, like straight ports, we did all of the Wii U launch library. 
um, physical at least. Mm. Um, you know, that's excluding the non-enhanced ports. Um, and we still got some other stuff coming. Um, as Conrad says, he's got getting Mass Effect 3, we've got Nano Assault Neo coming, um, chasing Aurora and Nintendo Land Zombie U, uh, all the hits, all the classics, all the good ones, they're all there, um, and you can read that all now. We do not have a Far Cry 3 review yet because Ubisoft um, was holding multiplayer sessions, and on the PC at least, multiplayer is dead outside of those sessions, and unfortunately I missed them. Uh, so... I'm hoping to maybe maybe once it's closer to launch, there'll be more people online um, with their <coughs> legitimately obtained copies. So maybe I can play with them and get it done before launch. Uh, but it's coming. You know, we still got till fucking December, whenever it is. So weird embargo. But that's that. That was uh, a, an interesting thing, actually. I was looking at someone pointed me towards Amazon's sale rank. And it was like, hey, I guess I know why they sent out those copies early, because it's like 563 in video games right now, Ooh. which just seems exceptionally low for yeah. such a, a marquee title. Mm. I mean, they picked a weird time. I mean, it's after all of the big games have come out. It's in December, which a lot of publishers avoid, typically. Yeah. Uh, and it's not been given that much promotion. I mean, it had a big showing at E3, but then it just kind of died. It's only this week that to come inside with the reviews that they gave out some trailers and stuff. Um, but even then, like, it's not gained much attention. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I mean, I can talk about the game now. Um, the embargo's up. It's a good game. It's, it's pretty good. It's got some issues, but I enjoyed it. I played through it a lot more honestly than I did Far Cry 2, which is one of those games I, sh I loved and hated, whereas this one, I didn't hate it. Um, it's an interesting game. And I, I, I kind of hope it. Yeah, yeah, I hope it does well because story-wise, it does some interesting stuff. It's got a really nice villains. It does villains very well. It's not just Vats either. There is another guy as well who is uh, well, two other guys as well who are just fantastic. Just so detestable. They did those really gloriously detestable. I hope these guys get what's coming to them. Villains, um, and Vats actually is quite likable. Uh, in his way, so some good stuff, uh, and hopefully I'll have that review done before launch. If not, you know, the day or two after. So, other than that, we'll be there next week. Uh, I do hope you have or are having a nice holiday, and you enjoy the Black Friday if you do that kind of thing. Um, it's not for me, but best wishes. I don't like to, to shop it personally. I just like working it. Mm, I have to go to work at my not shopping job that day, so I probably won't buy anything. I'll just be talking to people in a psychiatric hospital about, you know, Jesus. What did I talk about today? The patient was like, well, I am the reincarnation of Jesus. I'm like, okay, tell me more. He's like, ah, you know, <laughs> crucified in 1956 in South Africa. <laughs> Mao Zedong was involved. Like, how was he involved? Well, I'm the reincarnation of him, too, obviously, you ding-dong. I'm like, I'm sorry. So I'll be having that kind of conversation on Friday, and personally, I can't wait. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Good Everyone's times. happy. More importantly, this confirms that Mao Zedong is a reincarnation of Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what he was telling me. We had been yeah. suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. What isn't suspicious is that we will be back next week. So, see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.